Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Edu Doctor and this particular episode we're going to emphasize a lot more on herd and herd. So the herd mentality is something we talk about often and something that is also looked on as something that's negative and that shows a lack of confidence or clarity on the part of those who go with it on the other hand you know we might look at herd which is i want to be heard so people whose voices need to be heard we're talking about that herd and when i think of education sector at large whether it was about my dream to be a doctor and to be more specific a neurosurgeon and uh like even talking about it i think now that i think of it it wasn't so much because i really kind of felt that was something i wanted to be but because i felt more and more girls who took up science eventually ended up with medical or engineering because that was like something more prestigious as compared to other professions and especially if you come from a good family and uh you know you want to have like a dignified status in society uh, of course you know like medical field and engineering field seemed like a good option but i realized this that any profession you know the reason even if i think of teaching i was totally anti teaching i was someone who told myself that no matter what i would not get into teaching because that is a profession that everyone gets into if nothing else works out so there again you know this thing was there that even for teaching the situation of the herd mentality was still going to be applicable so what i realize is education sector is something you know education when we think about it so it sounds so pure it sounds so empowering so healing but unfortunately in our country especially we see that education ends up becoming like a source of stress whether it is for the parent due to the fee structures and the amount of money that they have to spend in educating a child and then you know the competitiveness that is existing and therefore every parent wants to give their child the best whether they can afford it or not second if you think about even the career goals that large number of people will go for a particular direction beat in the sense of a career or an institute to get into that career thinking they'll all make it you know based on the statistics but failing to realize that just getting into an institution and dreaming about it and having the money or the resources and being able to crack through an exam is not going to guarantee that we're going to end up you know successfully uh, and successful and thriving in that particular career that we started off with because now that i think of it you know everything i've gone through and if i look back at my own education i really didn't kind of follow a linear path or something that made logical sense that 
I studied this and then I had to study this and that was like a proper way to go about the career. It was more about you know what felt like the need of the hour based on how I was skilling myself raw and real without um you know thinking about the conventional way how people were educated. It's not like there were not enough people who told me this that you should be doing this. It's more stable, you know, you'll be able to make something out of your career. there were a lot of people people who were very serious people who were very intellectual people who were very uh, fun and people who were very traditional and modern and religious and uh, like people who didn't believe in god so like even if i came from this like strong belief that i uh, you know want to do things right i want to on- answer my calling and i strongly believe in you know doing things for the higher purpose and doing it right I knew that somewhere or the other you know degrees were not going to save me that was one realization that I definitely had and even if most of us know about it it's not an easy decision to make to ignore it it's another story that you can have your degree with you no matter how prestigious or small it is but you may end up doing nothing with it at all or nothing in life that you know makes use of that degree or qualification which is why at times you know we end up with guilt especially if women you know they end up becoming full time homemakers many times you know they have this guilt that they wished that <clears throat> their education could have been utilized in a better way for achieving something on the other hand uh many successful people you know when they've taken up a degree a particular uh field but they may not be able to financially grow in it because of lack of uh let's say clarity or lack of mentorship or um even lack of their own clarity about how they got into it and what are they going to do with it so at the end of the day it is very confusing for a young person to figure out that what are they going to do at the end of finishing a course i've seen people complete four year degrees and six years and like year after year they are getting into either a degree and then diploma and this and that but there is still a sense of being lost you really don't know where you are in fact when i do um delarum teacher trainings you know and i talk to teachers it is very surprising you know that uh, teachers are happy even when i talk to parents and those who are teachers they feel they are happy but what i try to emphasize during these trainings in whatever capacity i do is that even if we are a teacher a doctor a lawyer whatever you get into there should be a higher purpose than saying i'm just so passionate about it i've always loved it this is what i'm meant to do there has to be a real problem that you are solving it might not make sense immediately but you have to be on that path because unless you operate at the core of you know what you're supposed to do you're not going to be able to make an effective change and end up complaining all your life about so many things that you can't fix and not being able to take action and this is something i'm sharing because every time when people tell me you know it's not easy being a change maker you know people will not listen to you uh, whether it is at a family level at a country level at a corporate level any any level people feel that their voice counts but that is 
till social media people don't really think of themselves as effective change makers within an organization especially if they are creative they're original they're spontaneous which is and i'm saying this because i see more and more people not happy with their jobs but sticking around maybe for the financial security it gives or which is fine which is great in fact but what i'm trying to make uh, the point is this that very very creative interesting insightful people are not happy with what they are doing because they feel that they have to be in a certain place because that is where everybody is so what happens as a result of it is that guilt that develops that grows and especially when you become a parent you know that kind of the dangerous part is it starts projecting on your children whether you realize it or not it it kind of comes up in a conversation that you have with your spouse or uh, you know family members another very important um you know concern that comes up here since i brought it up is and i spoke about homemakers the mother-in-law daughter-in-law relationship so many times you know we see that um, you know this bitter relationship that is kind of really and today itself and i was going through instagram feed and i came across a quote by a very famous company that uh, promotes you know uh, motherhood and um, child products uh, mother and child products and uh, the way they spoke of mother in law i kind of felt that it's similar to how uh you know men would like to joke about marriage and wife because there is some sort of healing that's left or like women would talk about men and mother in law because of there is because uh, you know some sort of healing is left to be done so what i did realize here was that sometimes you know what a mother in law goes through nobody really tries to understand her stance because she's the one who has to adjust in all the situation whereas people may not be very open to adjusting to her when she was a daughter in law so naturally when you know she becomes a mother in law and then a daughter in law comes in and especially we know when when we're talking of this generation so the point i'm trying to make here is that even when a mother in law was a daughter in law especially we talk about you know like generation before mine i do feel that they also had dreams but maybe not all those dreams came true because of many reasons or maybe if they did there were other things that they had to look into and they prioritized those things so sometimes you know when we say that okay why is a particular uh, you know woman who's a mother in law so stern about these things or firm about these things we hardly look at like the life of that lady as a young woman who came into that family maybe she had dreams maybe she was so capable so talented but because of some reason her future didn't turn out the way she could have dreamt of which is why when she becomes a mother in law when she becomes the mother to her son you know it may not be easy for even women to like you know take a stance on uh you know how to go about the marriage of a son or the mother-in-law dot uh, the mother-in-law daughter-in-law relationship how it should work out or the kind of girl that a like you know mother who like kind of has to choose or like you know make a decision with the family for the son so what we need to understand is instead of judging as a society we are to judge mother-in-laws all the time and not being there to understand her and her like you know life and what she has gone through it is unfair because otherwise it's it's sometimes sons themselves don't understand their mothers or uh, you know like even if men are let's say 
emotional and and uh, like you know such a strong woman has a very emotional husband it may not be easy for even the husband to step up for the uh, for the wife and say that okay no she can pursue this or she could have done this or because i mean many women think that after marriage it is very different and it is different but what is very important to understand is that the way the two generations work mine and the generation before and perhaps the one will come after me it's not going to be easy navigating through all these serious issues when it comes to education because imagine this education how it's going to have an effect on the relationship between a husband and a wife a mother-in-law a potential daughter-in-law or a potential uh let's say you know so many different relationships i see are getting affected as a result of this education you know not being handled the right way as a society when we look at it or how we deal with this whole problem that that we are facing and we kind of don't even think it is a problem even if we talk about it because we think education is all pure and all pure and clean which it is but the way it has been like approached and the way it's going around in the world it can be a scary thing at times and which is why you know something we call it as education that we look at as pure and clean just imagine that how the educational background of a woman and what she achieved as and everything that she wanted to be as a result of acquiring a certain education or being good at what she was doing and then being married and kind of not being able to pursue exactly what she thought at times i've seen you know counseling women that they would prefer to be settled in a certain place but the family background or something may be from a place where they may not see themselves or where they've grown up in which can be very difficult for some women to cope up with but there are women also that we see that you know we see people abroad you know who want to come down to uh, like villages or like uh, like towns and settle down in places so so different and uh totally different and opposite of where they've grown up in or where they come from so it is to serve because they have a purpose they have a calling towards it instead of feeling and it's a choice i agree but at times you know when we talk about the indian context it is important that even if you're educated in a certain place and you may not be very happy with where you like got educated what could have gone right with your education at the end of the day man or woman it is very important to make conscious decisions and to look at everything from a purpose and a calling point of view rather than you know treating it like something that okay i'll just do whatever is required right now well yes at times you know being immersed in the moment really helps because you kind of like kind of get clarity so that is what exactly happened when i did my uh, science in plus 2 and then botany in um, college and then teacher training comprehensive for 6 months that uh, things didn't really make sense the way i would have liked it but that because there were no mentors to be honest you know I, as i talk about in one of my other initiatives called uh, girls to women with a friend a childhood friend of mine i realized that you know i mean these things are not very easy to navigate through because uh it's it's very confusing and there aren't enough good role models for girls especially because at the end of the day you know girls as girls i've seen many females very scared that okay at least either i've seen you know girls taking a degree or a qualification because they think you know it's going to add to their resume or a portfolio that okay i've achieved this or secondly you know having certain titles associated or third maybe a kind of a a good starting point that gives them a good respect in society or even at times you know uh, 
just kind of getting a degree because you feel that okay you know this is a dream let me just fulfill my wish or dream what will happen later we'll see yeah or at you know times i've seen people, girls having to make a very tough decision and not being able to make decision at times uh, like you know for marriage or for motherhood because they feel that you know the kind of education they want you know whether it'll take them to those places whether work life balance is possible whether they'll be able to prioritize family so it is getting very difficult however due to the pandemic i feel that that is changing because work from home you know the online education system is making all these things a reality and it is going to give a push to family life like only if corporates also start looking at flexibility as something that they want to give the best talent that is in their company so that is something that definitely you know is helping but at the end of the day the big picture is yet to change because trends are not going to change very easily and what is most important in all of this is making people heard so uh, you know all our initiatives whether we talk about real pack tech or whether we talk about real pack tech academy or um, so real pack tech which is for tier 1 and tier 2 real pack tech academy which is for tier 3 and beyond and towns or whether we look at curator foundation or whether we look at mopc um, any of these initiatives i feel is highlighted around making it more and more people centric so whether it is student centric women centric uh, entrepreneur centric whatever it is i realize that at each stage there is a requirement right now across leadership to make systems more and more people centric i know that is going to result in uh, tougher decisions to be made or a lot of chaos or confusion as a result of more and more people talking but that is where change lies so think about it you know when we talk about education we're talking about student centric when we talk about democracy and our government we're talking about making it more people centric when we talk about corporate we are making it more employee uh, or client oriented like making them at the core of it and then you know impact you know so all of that all of it and and then also if we talk about uh, parenting we're talking about making it more child centric and making you know child the focus of it but also not to forget that it can also be parent centric but here what i'm trying to emphasize is whenever it comes to authority we have to try and make things less authoritative and more people centric those we are serving because unless we make it like that we'll just be talking theories we'll not be able to come up with real impact because now more than ever things are becoming easy to set up a business to uh, start something to talk about things it's all becoming very easy which is why sometimes there are many people out there together at the same time and it's not easy to stand out with so much of a competition unless you know where your strong point lies when you know what exactly is the problem that you're trying to solve till you reach out to those you are serving and you know exactly what you are solving and what you're catering to so even with education you know and everything else i think it is very important that we focus on that in fact you know when we talk about any profession you know education is required and training is required so that can also be looked on as education and i've seen that you know i've done some corporate trainings with different kinds of clients uh, clientele so i've had people from the medical field who i've done training with or people from uh mining sector or uh you know 
I've also done it with some very very big names in the country. So uh, what I've realized is having done all of these trainings, one thing does come across very strongly that when you give voice and you hear and listen, listen to those you are serving, it helps to actually get the real problems out to solve. Many times, you know, we feel we care about people, we care about our team, we care about this and that, but we are not patient enough to listen. If we don't listen, we don't really make those people feel heard, that they are important, that they're appreciated. Even if, you know, you know, you give as much as comp- uh, compensation you want or, you know, uh, like do whatever you think is right and reward them. But at the end of the day, when you have the patience to listen to people and understand where they're coming from what they are saying of course there's a limit to this because at times people also misuse these things and exploit people their own uh, say employers or uh, their parents or authority of some sort but i mean those are still a fewer number i would say if we really kind of delve deeper and making this a priority so what is important another thing you know uh, i would like to share here is also about uh, you know this whole idea that let's say if i'm an institute i'm going to produce some people who are really good at something and they're going to keep doing it year after year so that at least my institute gets a trophy or an award year after year that if i had to compare this kind of a school with another school or a college or a university or an institution wherein let's say the other example is that not not nobody makes it to the top five or ten but a lot of people from that institute are able to do really well uh, and realize their true potential and really thrive i would say the second institute is better because they're giving more opportunities to showcase their skill to get trained in different skills because uh, the problem is you know with our system in education that we just want to make the bet i mean those who are already good even better make them the best but what about those who can also do it only if we give them a chance i relate to that kind of a scenario where i feel that if i was able to identify myself or if i had been given that kind of a support wherever i studied you know i would have uh, you know realized more potential i know i mean this sounds surprising and many people say you kind of are all over the like you know you want to conquer every domain but it's not about that Every time I'm doing something, when a problem comes to me, people come to me with a the problem they believe I can solve. And therefore, if I feel that I have the team or I have the expertise or I have the resources, why would I not do it? Because I know that at the end of the day, you know, we require that kind of a system where people can trust and say, OK, this is what I need. And that is what we're trying to do, even with parents and adults, where we try to understand their learning requirements and accordingly cater to them, including the Jam Pitara box, which is even for adult learning, wherein adults can also sign up for whatever they want to learn bite size in a box if they don't want to go in for digital education. Even if I'm someone who believes digital education is the need of the hour, hybrid model are going to be, uh, hybrid models are going to thrive more in the future as a result of, uh, you know, the kind of balance it's going to bring for the adults as well as children in a system. But that also will have its own exceptions and variations. But in spite of all this, I still feel that um, 
you know there are people who would hesitate to say that okay i signed up for this course because data is all going to go out but supposing a box goes to them they can stay anonymous but at least reveal their uh, you know things that they want uh, from the course you know what exactly they want to learn so one you know step that we have taken as a company and i have taken as a leader is to ensure that this model called jamfitara actually kicks off really well and that you know if people have even somebody who is very very credible or really interested to learn something but at a very high position they may not be able to share their details or want to uh, you know accept that they are learning or they may not get the kind of learning that they need learning requirements also need to be customized and customized doesn't just mean one on one coaching or uh, you know giving one on one attention or uh, you know studying alone kind of thing but it's more about actually understanding where the child is coming from or the adult is coming from sometimes those traumas that the adult has that need to be kind of dealt with through education and that is something we are working on so the herd and the herd part you know is getting more and more clear also many as i said you know people get into particular things thinking that you know it's going to be the best thing for them and their children or themselves but at the end of the day it's just something they've done out, done out of a herd mentality which is the mass majority of the country is doing it let's do it but it may not be good for them at the end of the day because what is very important here is to understand that while a child or an adult makes a decision whether it is for their education or their career it is very important to have proper kind of experts who can help them to understand what they've gone through in the past so whether it is for a child to understand the parents past also present and what they hope to do in their future as well as talk to the child and understand that so that you know it's kind of dealt with properly instead of trying to sell what you've got to the parents so that you know the business thrives it is more important to understand where the parent is coming from where the child is coming from and trying to heal that educational trauma the academic trauma that kind of develops and gets worse and can also like take people apart from each other very very close relationships including that of parents and children um on the other hand you know even adults you know when they get into a career or skill nowadays you know it's become so easily accessible and affordable at times that people get into things without even giving it a thought because it's just a click of a button or you know you can take care of the payments later but the problem here is who suffers the individual the adult you get into a particular role and a job because you think it is the more, most trendy thing or the most trendy uh, like the the in demand careers but whether it's the one for you is something you need to figure out otherwise you know in spite of studying and preparing for it sometimes people want to be something but their you know the process that they have to go through the learning journey is the difficult part that they can't deal with so even if they end up becoming who they thought they wanted to be but that journey is what is something they just signed up for without being totally in it they can be in it physically but mentally it could be exhausting spiritually it can be overwhelming so it is very important that even if you have an end goal which you want something you need to figure out whether that journey is something that's going to be it's not going to be easy but you need to make sure that it's not something you're doing out of trauma because anything that you kind of don't deal with properly in your youth years in your teen years in your uh, adult life it will either so if you are in your youth years it'll go on to becoming uh, you know affecting you when you become an adult and if you are an adult you're going to project it on to the next generation all that is very scary so it is very important that we realize that 
even if the herd is going in a particular direction you need to hear your inner voice you need to answer your own calling and if you're an adult listening to this reach out to me if you if you feel you want to talk i'll be more than happy to offer a free one on one with you and try to help you out with this if you're a parent listening to this i would love to help you out through our free edu diagnosis sessions that we give to parents so i really want to help but are you willing to take that help i want to hear but do you want to share your story that is more important so on that note i would conclude my second episode of the edu doctor podcast of season 1 thank you so much for listening to me